It's Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods. Six the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. It is a Friday. Glad you made it. I have honestly more stuff than I know what to do with. To, so I might just move a lot of this off to Monday's program as well. We'll see how much I can get through. Trigger warning. Warning. This show contains reference to guns, liberty, limited government, low taxation, the cult of climate change, free thinking, cigar smoking, short people, rubber chickens, Karen's bureaucracy, liberal buzzwords, Torons, traffic, toilets, terrible jokes, and more. No apologies will be issued. Guest callers may express any opinion they want without fear of being canceled. Unless you're a loudmouth jerk like Dave. Then Glenn will hang up on you. Strap in, hold on to your coffee, and feel free to participate. God, where to begin with all of this? Well, the first one I'm going to actually go for here is Miss Mary was helping me out with something, and you guys helped me out too. I I mentioned to you that Warren Air Force Base in Cheyenne, Wyoming, is conducting tests. They may have done it already, but the idea is, okay, they want to do some drills. What if there were an actual nuclear attack? So they want drills. They want uh, ambulances and other emergency vehicles participating. There's going to be sirens, announcements over the city loudspeakers. And I lived about a half a block away from one of those city loudspeakers and whenever they would do a tornado warning i would hear the siren go right just a test and then they would make the announcement and i'm standing there within on my front porch within sight of the speaker and i could not understand a word they were saying so i asked you guys for some help on this and Miss Mary and I put together based on what you sent us stuff that i'll be playing all morning long so here's part 1 So first, let's go inside the office where the lady at Warren Air Force Base makes the emergency announcement. And here's what it sounds like to her. This is a test of the Warren Air Force Base emergency alert system. This is not a real emergency, only a test. Do not panic and do not seek shelter at this time. This is not the end of all life as we know it. So that's what she heard when she made the announcement. Here's what the people of Cheyenne hear. This is the Warren Air Force Base Emergency Alert System. This is a real emergency. Panic and take shelter at this time. This is the end of all life as we know it. See, they've got to fix that speaker system or just quit using it altogether. In fact, we don't even need it really altogether. We have better systems now. It's like when you get an amber alert on your cell phone. That's pretty darn clear. Your cell phone starts to beep and you get the alert. And if you're thinking, well, not everybody has cell phones. Yeah, true. But nobody can understand those speakers. So use the cell phones. All right, so I'll get back to more of those as the morning goes on. So where to begin today? I thought this would be the perfect place to begin. The president of the United States has pardoned thousands of people who have been convicted of marijuana possession. I got a thing for marijuana. Surrounds me like a sauna. When I get with you, I wanna tell the world how much I love ya. I am a cannabis man. Got a joint in each of my hands. Mexican or Panama red. This true love. 
I think this does eventually, not right now, but eventually lead to the federal legalization of marijuana because they have not, on the federal level, really been able to control marijuana in the United States. Basically, anybody who wants to smoke it is. So, now, I put out word to Colorado Grassroots. Now, if you remember Colorado Grassroots there, that, I guess, organization, I think it's just one guy, really, but it's supposed to be an organization in Colorado that has pushed for the current Colorado marijuana laws. But, of course, trying to get a hold of the guy from Colorado Grassroots is very difficult because he gets up around the crack of noon. And so it's difficult to get a hold of somebody who, well, even when he does talk, is not so all that coherent. So here's the last message that we got from him on the legalization of marijuana. So so the, the legislature in, in Cheyenne, they, they asked me to help them out with, you know, with, with writing something down and, and you know, kind of a, a bill for, for legalization of stuff. And it's like, sure, man, I can help you. I know all about that. And, and so I, I, I wrote it down. And then, then I, I ran out of papers and I, I used it. I, I used what I wrote down. And, and then I, I forgot to, to tell them and, and show up. So, so that's what happened. Yeah, so at some point we'll probably get a message from Colorado Grassroots on the president pardoning everybody that, or most everybody who's been convicted of marijuana possession. Here's the story. President Joe Biden announced yesterday his decision to pardon some federal marijuana offenses as part of his effort to satisfy criminal justice and drug policy activists. Quote, as... I often said during my campaign for president, no one should be in jail for just using or possessing marijuana. Uh, and it, that, uh, it upended many lives, he said. Biden said he would pardon all prior federal offenses for simple possession of marijuana, directing his attorney general to set up a system to pardon all eligible individuals. He said a number of pardons would be in the, the number would be in the thousands, maybe tens of thousands, and would apply only to federal offenses. Those states out there would have to take care of themselves. Biden's action, the story says, is significant as it sidesteps the authority of Congress and federal laws, which I wonder, as soon as I read this, I thought, can he just, can I know the president can pardon people, but we've never seen anything like this before. He said, my action will help relieve the consequences for well, arising from these convictions. Well, people do get, have a hard time getting jobs and stuff like that because they have something on their record. He said, just as no one should be in federal prison solely due to possession of marijuana, no one should be in a local jail or state prison either. Biden also said he wants the federal government to reclassify marijuana to a lower controlled substance category. He said too many lives have been upended because our uh, failed approach to marijuana, and it's time we right these wrongs. So again, not everybody everywhere, but there's a lot of people out there who have been convicted of marijuana possession, even just a small amount. And now that's on their permanent record. And so they try to get a job 
and there it is on the record and makes it hard for them to get a job. So, okay, can the pre- I've never seen this before. Yes, the president can pardon. Of course he can. That's one of his powers. Have we ever seen a president try to pardon this many people all at once? That's a new one on me. I don't know. I'm not sure of the answer. Uncharted territory. Does he need to go through Congress for something like this? I have no idea. At some point, my next question, does this lead to the federal legalization of marijuana? And I do think at some point that's something that happens. The reason I say that is because there's several states out there, quite a few actually, that have legalized marijuana and the federal government can't do anything about it and they don't even try. So at some point, is it legalized altogether nationwide? 615, Wake Up Wyoming. The Children's Advocacy. And to build the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app to hold them all. Free download from AM 1030 K2 Radio. Six twenty one is the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Triple eight ninety seven was the phone number. Eight 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 ninety seven W O O D S. I believe I just came across here what the president said, so you can hear it in his own words. Now, for those just joining me, the president decided that anyone convicted of marijuana possession as a felony, he's just going to pardon him. Now, again, I've never. This could be a lot of people. This could be like. You know, 10,000 or so people or more, and that way it just clears their records. Okay, so the president tries to explain it. Hang on to your seats. Here's the president talking. It never ends well. As I said when I ran for president, no one should be in jail just for using or possessing marijuana. It's already legal in many states, and criminal records for marijuana possession have led to needless barriers to employment, to housing, to educational opportunities. And that's before you address the racial disparities around who suffers the consequences. While white and black and brown people use marijuana at similar rates, black and brown people are arrested, prosecuted, and convicted at disproportionately higher rates. So today, I'm taking three steps to end this failed approach. First, I'm announcing a pardon for all prior federal federal offenses for the simple possession of marijuana. There are thousands of people who are convicted for marijuana possession who may be denied employment, housing, or educational opportunities as a result of that conviction. My pardon will remove this burden on them. Second, I'm calling on all governors to do the same for state marijuana possession offenses. Third, the federal government currently classifies marijuana as a Schedule I substance, the same as heroin and LSD, and more serious than fentanyl. It makes no sense. So I'm asking the Secretary of Health and Human Services and the Attorney General to initiate a process to review how marijuana is scheduled under federal law. Even as federal and local regulations of marijuana change, important limitations on trafficking, marketing, and underage sales should stay in place. Too many lives have been upended because of our failed approach to marijuana. It's time that we right these wrongs. And I do think when you hear him talking like that, he... um probably was edited to make him sound normal. Okay, so the story I'm looking at here, it's on the Wake Up Wyoming site. They went to a local store in Casper, Wyoming that does Casper business owners, you know, in response to this. Uh, One gentleman, and these are people who do CBD oil, stuff like that. One gentleman says, as I said before, no one should be in jail just for using or possessing marijuana. Uh, Let me see. Uh, no one should be in federal prison or local jail. Okay. Um, 
There's more what the president said. Okay, from Platham Company. I think it's great. I knew that was coming down the pike, but I didn't think it'd be this soon. So that tells me that the feds are going to go legal within a year, is what he thinks. Quote, I've spoken to a lot of certain individuals who have power in the Senate and the House, and they told me they don't want to make a decision. They want to leave it to the feds here in the state of Wyoming. So let the federal government legalize it first. Quote, if it is federally legalized, Wyoming really has no reason after that but to do anything but legalize it. That's from the green room in Casper as well. So that's what some people who own some shops that deal with CBD oil and stuff like that in the state of Wyoming have to say. Then there's Colorado grassroots politics. Still trying to get a hold of that guy for, well, whatever he has to say about it. But again, this guy gets out of bed around the crack of noon or later, so... The following is a paid political announcement from Colorado Grassroots. So the other day, someone asked me, Hey man, what's Colorado Grassroots politics? So, you know, being being the well-spoken person that I am, I put down my um, uh, cigarette and I calmly said... Well, sir, Colorado Grassroots Politics is a movement that gets involved at the fundamental level of the democratic process by combining expertise of those in the areas of economics, logistics, agricultural consumerism, and government policies, while fighting for the rights and the liberties of the mile-high state. I think that's what I meant to say, but I think I really said something, you know, like, well, dude, Colorado Grassroots Politics is a movement, but not... I like a, a bowel movement because that's that's kind of kind of gross, and I don't I don't want to think about that. But we're we're a different kind of movement, although we are kind of the. <laughs> so Colorado grassroots is kind of a bowel movement. I think May, maybe I don't. I don't think that's right, though. This has been a message from Colorado Grassroots. We're not exactly sure what that was supposed to be all about, but they're paying us to run this garbage, so uh, there you go. Yeah, as soon as I can get a hold of the guy from Colorado Grassroots to comment on the president's executive order, I'll let you know. Now, Jim and Casper are saying, this is your president on drugs. Does, Jim, that kind of sound like this? America is a nation that can be defined in a single word. I was going to put him... I'll rise the president of the United States with an important... Sometimes you got to kind of wonder when the president is speaking. Like, for example... The only way to spare more pain and more loss, the only way... These millstones no longer mark our national morning. These milestones, I should say. No, no longer. D- doesn't he sound like the guy from Colorado Grassroots? Doesn't he? Yeah, there was this one. I'll, I'll let you guys be the judge. What's going on here? We hold these truths to be self-evident. All men and women created by the go. You know the you know the thing. I do. I know the thing. You know the thing. I do. I know So who knows what's going on in the president's head right now dealing with now here's how I think this really does go down. There's this move by the president, and this is for marijuana possession, not someone 
with a truckload of it, but someone was found with a bag of it, basically. And I'd like to know, how much is the president talking about, really? It's not going to be much. And so those people are pardoned, and anything that was on their record is gone, right? So we start there. But at some point, Congress has been talking about lifting the federal law on marijuana possession or use of marijuana because so many states have legalized it, and there's really nothing the feds can do about it. So at some point, I do think that the feds just dropped the whole thing. Now, the the one gentleman who's in Casper, Wyoming, who said, I think that happens within a year. Well, I think that's wishful thinking, but I do think it happens at some point. We're heading that way. Coming up on 6.30, local news is heading your way. Update on your weather forecast. Open phones, 888-97-WOODS, Wake Up Wyoming. With the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app, this is AM 1030 K2 Radio. Six the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Like I said, I have a lot to talk about today, so on to the next topic. And 888-97-WOODS is the phone number. I always have open phones at some point every single day. Today's program, it's the entire day. The whole thing. I always do that on Fridays. So you can vent before we get done with all of this here. And we can get into your weekend and enjoy it. All right, headline, Cowboy State Daily. Transmission transition. Will Wyoming wind power actually reach customers? So Wyoming produces a lot of energy, the story says, other states need and more transmission lines to keep up with demand for a growing number of wind and solar farm customers as well. These high-voltage lines almost always cross some federal land, meaning projects have to go through the permitting process. Oh, there we go. I'll go back and bring up when Joe Biden was debating with Sarah Palin. And they were going for the vice presidential seat there, right? And Sarah Palin said, drill, baby, drill. And Biden said, well, that doesn't make any sense, drill, baby, drill. You find oil somewhere, it takes you 10 years or more to get to it. And I'm thinking, uh, excuse me, Mr. Biden, only because of federal regulation. You can get it done a lot faster than that, a whole hell of a lot faster than that. Doesn't take you even a year. Doesn't even take you six months. You can get it done within a month. You can start drilling and and make sure to do it clean and safe. It's just government bureaucracy, right? The story says the average environmental impact statement that's uh, part of the National Environmental Policy Act requires that these projects take an average of 4.5 years and several hundred pages every time they want to put more lines in. As they go down the down, the, not just for one transmission line, but you know, every step of the way, and that's just one part of the permitting process. Permitting also can be dragged out longer with lawsuits and complaints over inadequate agency reviews. That's when the environmentalists get involved, especially. So this is the central argument made 
in a lawsuit filed last month by Powder River Basin Resource Council and Western's Watershed Project that's holding up a 5,000 well oil gas project in Converse County. Cowboy State produces 13 times more energy than it consumes, according to the U.S. Information Administration, and it takes it the second largest net supplier of domestic energy after Texas. So about 15 years ago, Wyoming wind companies began planning to increase their transmission capacity for planned wind projects. Because of that foresight, the permitting process for those transmission lines has kept pace with the need at the time. But we've been engaged in expanding our transmission system steadily since 2007, said the spokesperson for Rocky Mountain Power. But again, they're going to get into, even though they're trying to do this in advance, it it can get held up by like a decade or more just to go ahead and put in power lines. And forget just wind and solar. In general... The bureaucracy involved in something like this, and a lot of it is redundant bureaucracy. In other words, we are we already know when we go to, let's say, dig an oil well, we already know the process involved. But they want an impact study for every single well, which is not necessary, and that includes not just environmental, but historic. You know, uh, do we have any Indian tribes that were in the area that left some kind of pottery behind or something like that? Every little thing, every time a new well is put in, even though if you put a well one place and then, you know, let's say about a football field away, you're going to put in another well, which often is not that close these days, but let's say you did, you'd have to do all of those impact studies all over again. There goes another decade. See, 732-mile Transwest Express Transmission Project well, um, wind farm near Rollins will have about 600 turbines when it's complete. Now, again, and this is even bad for the wind and solar industry, try to permit all of that. Having said that, still, they permit faster. Despite all of that, they permit faster for wind and solar projects by far than they do for coal, gas, and oil. And I think you can guess why? In this case, though, I'm just talking about government bureaucracy in general. Try to get something done, no matter what it might be, and especially if it's on federal lands, here comes all the bureaucracy. Number one way to get America, back, not just Wyoming, but America back on track and get the nation moving again is just clearing out bureaucracy so we can get things done. Because most of what we're... I understand we do need some rules and regulations to make sure it's done fair and clean and so on. But in most cases, most of the bureaucracy is just redundant and nonsense. So if we just got rid of it, it went away, nothing bad would happen. 642, Wake Up Wyoming. Good morning. Download the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app, listen anywhere, and chat live with Glenn during the show on AM 1030 K2 Radio. 
6.48 to time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Off we go to the icebox for Gambino's waiting by. So, Frank, when you take a look at Wyoming peaks, and I mean the big ones, right? The big yeah, suckers like out there? the Grand Tetons. Oh, yeah, stuff, stuff like, like that. that. Yeah, yeah. How many of them, if you were to count them up, would be, let's say, above 2,000 feet above the ground below it when, you have, when you're rising? Oh, 2,000? Yeah. 10,000? Uh, uh, no, no. I, I don't mean 10,000 feet above sea level. I mean above the ground around it. A bunch. Yeah, about 35. Yeah. Yeah. There's one man in Wyoming who has spent about two years, and he's climbed every one. Really? Yeah. That takes some planning here. That's pretty good. This guy named Josh, a couple of years ago, moved to Wyoming with his wife, just fell in love with the peaks. Now, some of these, if you go up, you're familiar with the snowy range. You can go up to the lakes up there. Mm -hmm. Just drive up. And then there's a trail that just takes you to the top. Okay. Okay, so that's easy. Enough. Yeah, that's an easy enough. But then there's like the Tetons, and that's there's no elevator or no, stairs there. No, there's no trail. You better be a rock climber. You need to know what you're doing, right? Yeah, it's big time. Big yeah. time. Yeah. So now to do all 35 of them with, and to do it within a two year period, and, and not to be seriously hurt no, at all. No. I mean, I'm exhausted just thinking about climbing one of them. <laughs> yeah, the stairs thing. are enough for us, right? God, yeah. Just, I mean, just the two flights they have here in the building and go down and get a cup of coffee and come back. Yeah. You coming all the way up here to do your sports report? I know. We need, we need a dumb waiter here. It keeps you in top physical condition, yeah, I top, guess. Top, That's yeah, right, top, yeah. yeah. So anyway, yeah, really impressive. If people would like to see the story about this and take a look at some of the things that he had to climb, I put it up on the Wake Up Wyoming website. So you can see, I mean, it's it's a lot of planning. It's not just a matter of I'm going to hike or I'm going to make sure I'm in shape. Some of these peaks, you have to hike to get to them. You don't just drive to the bottom of them. Right, yeah. you, you got to get there and then And then you got to climb the thing. And then when you get all the way down to the bottom again and you're exhausted, you're going to have to spend the night camp there and then get all the way back to your truck. Right. It's not like it's not like a big slide at the, at right. the playground. Just depending on where you are. But I thought it was interesting that there's 35 such peaks in Wyoming that when you start from the ground at the bottom of the mountain and go up, it's 2,000 feet or higher. Again, not above sea level, but above the ground around it. And some of them are an easy little walk up like you can do uh, right around here. There, and even in the Bighorns. There are some places you could easily just walk right up to. But then, you know, in fact, come to think of it, there's a couple in the Bighorns. You would have to hike a long way to get to those peaks. You know, when, and once you get there, you find out that there's no air. There's not, yeah. So um, don't be a smoker. No, no, not at all. High school football statewide, a big slate as we're heading down the stretch of the season. And Cheyenne, it's the old-fashioned Capitol Bowl, is 5-1 and one East. We'll host 4-2 and two Central at 6 p.m. The Drone at 5-1 and one will be on the road at 4-2 and two Campbell County and Gillette. The top-rated team in 4A, Sheridan at 6-0. and oh. They will be in Casper to meet 1-5 and five Kelly Walsh. 1-5 and five Laramie and Gillette tonight to take on 3-3 three and three Thunder Basin. And 0-6 oh Cheyenne South will play Rock Springs, who comes in at 1-5. and five. In 3A, Douglas is 4-1. and one. They'll be in Riverton tonight. In 2A, Glenrock at 1-5 and five goes to Torrington and Burns at three and two will host undefeated Tongue River and one a six man KC at four and one and they will be at five and zero Burlington and Midwest in three and two they will host Hewlett who comes in at one and four we'll have all the scores as they come in on wildpreps.com and college football the Wyoming Cowboys play at New Mexico tomorrow night the Pokes are three and three and one and one in Mountain West Conference play the Lobos are two and three and zero oh and two in league play you would think that the Cowboys should win this game but that's what we thought the last two times they have played New Mexico and as it turned out UW 
Kobe lost both and turned in their worst efforts in years in both of those games. They have got to be ready to go on Saturday night or New Mexico can stun them again. As a 5 p.m. start from Albuquerque tomorrow, I'll have that for you on K2 Radio and Casper and KOWB in Laramie. In the NFL, the Denver Broncos managed to lose that pillow fight last night to the Indianapolis Colts in overtime 12-9. For the most part, the game was unwatchable, and the Broncos' offense is unwatchable. Quarterback Russell Wilson threw two interceptions that cost the team dearly. That one early in the fourth quarter was just a terrible throw. And in overtime, he tried to thread the needle in the end zone on fourth down, and the Colts knocked it away for the win. You know, some people actually thought the Broncos would win 10 games this year. They might lose 10 games this year. And they sit at 2-3 and three while the Colts are 2-2-1. Two, two, two High school volleyball from yesterday. Cheyenne East over Cheyenne Central. Three sets to none. Douglas Big Glenrock. Three sets to none. Tonight, Kelly Walsh will be at Star Valley in the Toronto Ho Sheridan. Casey has a big 1A jamboree today and tomorrow. The Major League Baseball playoffs start today. There's 12 teams involved this year in that first wild card round would be the best of three. So today in the National League, Game 1 would be Philadelphia at St. Louis, and then Game 1, San Diego will be in New York to take on the Mets. In the American League starting today, Tampa Bay will be in Cleveland for Game 1 today, and Seattle will be in Toronto for Game 1 of those best of three deals. And that's it in sports. So wait, they were supposed to win a bunch of games, but they're going to lose a bunch of games. <laughs> they were. Oh, the Broncos? Yeah. They are awful. Okay. All right. Who said they were going to win a bunch? Of I, I don't know. I, you, okay. Bronco fans that I guess are, so. okay. which are normally the most naive group of them all. Okay. Oh, oh, so you don't just insult the Broncos; you insult their fans. Well, because yeah. I've been doing that for thirty-five years. Oh, okay. And and yet you're still alive. Oh yeah. That's <laughs> you know, and I'm not telling them anything they don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Frank. Coming up on some, and you think I insult people? Coming up on some local business, we have to take care. We're going to roll into news time after that. National, local update on you. Weather forecast, open phones, triple eight ninety seven woods, wake up Wyoming. Six of time. Let's wake up, Wyoming. It's a Friday. Glad you made it on through. Open phone is 888-97-WOODS. That's 888-97-WODS. And I do have Bill and Greeley. Bill, hang on just a moment. Let's get this out of the way. You guys helped me with this. I asked for help, and you gave it to me. Warren Air Force Base has conducted tests just to keep sharp in case there were nuclear strikes, something like that. They want to make sure emergency service can operate. Uh, they they go ahead and use the sirens around town and make announcements over the citywide loudspeakers. And having lived about a half a block away from the, one of those loudspeakers, I can tell you right away, nobody can understand what is being said over those loudspeakers. So I asked you guys, what would that sound like for the people of Cheyenne, Wyoming, when one of those Warren Air Force Base loudspeakers starts making announcements? This was one of your suggestions. Please stand by for a test of the Warren Air Emergency alert system. Thank you. Okay, see, that's it. all in uh, just making sure that we're ready in case there were a nuclear strike. Bill is in Colorado. Hello, Bill. Red tape for drilling and fracking and all that. Do you remember when the EPA started? Yeah, that remember was during. It, it was yeah. pushed, pushed by the. Uh, 
by the uh, left and all of the the uh, green folks, which were not green then, but right. that's what they call themselves now, Sierra Club and that bunch. Mm-hmm. I told people, I said, well, it sounds good, people. I said, but they'll start off like a penny and expand themselves to a million dollars. Sure. I said, that's the way they are, and pretty soon they'll be in such control of everything, you won't be able to even do anything. Yeah, right. Can't even have control of your own water in your own yard. That's right, you know. And I mean that literally. The whole whole thing is mad, Mm -hmm. and, and people just don't understand that the EPA was the start of this green movement that we have out there, and it's and it gets, it's getting bigger. Look, I mean, it's now the green movement. See? Right. Yeah. And they keep doing this stuff and doing it over and over and over and over again. When will people right. wake up? Well, They've I wonder, wake up. now here's a case that just recently made it to the Supreme Court, but it had to come in two parts. So there was a couple that went to... Uh, the husband always wanted to live on this lake that he played around when he was a kid. And so now as adults and married, they move to the lake to see a neighborhood is there, and they want to buy a piece of property, a lot that's in between a bunch of houses, almost right on the lake. All these other houses are right on the lake, too. So they start the building process, and here comes someone from the EPA that just makes up a bunch of fines and infractions right there on the spot. Well, you're building on a wetland. Well, it's not a wetland. But the guy from the EPA says it is, therefore it just is, even though it's not. And then the fines per day are outrageous, and there's no way they could possibly pay one of the day's fines, but this is supposed to go on until they clean everything up. And so the the couple says, well, we'll, we're going to take you to court. And this is actually the answer from the EPA at the time. You can't sue us. We're the EPA. So the first case that went to the Supreme Court was a 9 nothing decision by the court where the court said to the EPA, of course they can sue you. That's right. Yeah, okay, so that was one. Now yeah. the actual case as to whether their property was wetland and all that other kind of stuff. Now that's finally made it years later to the Supreme Court right. to decide on. But think about where the EPA had reached in their thinking, to the point that That's they right. think they can just show up anywhere. They're bullies. Yes, with a pad and pen and just invent right. infractions and That's invent right. fines. And That's right. And they, they should not be, they they didn't start out that way, but I remember people besides myself, Glenn, yeah. complaining this. This, that's exactly what they would I'm turn sure. into. Yeah, they would get and out nobody, of control. And nobody believed it. Right. Nobody. Right. So if anything, I do like one of the things that the Trump administration did when Trump got in power. First off, a lot of people who work for the EPA just quit under Trump. Good. Right. And good riddance to it. And then he wanted to bring back the EPA. I'm not saying that we don't need some good environmental rules and regulations. There are jerks out there that actually do pollute, and it's a good idea to have some oversight on that. But we also got to make sure the agency doesn't get to where it is now. The agency needs to be – in fact, in many cases, it can be handled at the state level. There's those who make the argument that we should not have a federal EPA, that the state should place it. You need states for everything. You know, you talk about you need to have EPA in the state, not in the feds. Abortion needs to be in the state, not in the feds. All that stuff, there is no constitutionality for the Environmental Right. Protection Agency, yeah. period. You can't find it. Well, and then it's made up. It's, Congress it's made up like the industry. And, and when I point to Congress on this, I point to both Democrats and Republicans. 
They pass laws that sound great. Well, we're going to have the Clean Water Act. Well, who doesn't want clean water? But then they turn to the EPA and say, so you write the rules and regulations to make sure we have clean water. You just gave them carte blanche to invent whatever regulations they want. So now they have lawmaking authority with no oversight. And now you see where that's led. Yeah. Before you let me go. Yeah. The Clean Water Act, if you think about it, look at what's happened at Camp Lejeune right now. Yeah. This big lawsuit, it's, looks, you know, it's over 35 years old, and they're just now starting to pay people for getting sick on that, that base. Yeah, yeah. If, it, if, if that's the point, why didn't they clean the water up way, way a long time ago? Right, right. Why did half the dirty water have to go for 34 years before right. somebody did something about it? EPA must not be doing a very good job. If you want to read an interesting book, you can find it online. It's by Rand Paul. It's called Government Bullies. Right. And oh, it yes. Will it's a talk, very good book. Yeah, it is. It'll talk a lot about how the EPA is just really out of control. In fact, there's been a couple right. of cases. Harriet Hegeman was involved in one of them, where people in Wyoming were cleaning up an environmental mess, and the EPA showed up and started to find them for it. Yeah, we're cleaning it up. Yeah. All right, thank you, you Bill. No, you can't do you can't do that. That's our job. That's right. Yeah. Well, thank you, Bill. So you know, that's one of the cases Harriet Hageman was involved in. The short story on that one was there was a a man made ditch, pretty deep one too, in someone's back area of their property, and it had been used as a dump site by a bunch of slobs who just went in there and started throwing trash into this ditch. Now the ditch is supposed to be to help channel water through when we do get heavy rains, which we don't get a lot of in Wyoming, but we do. Or snow runoff, even. That's what the ditch was meant for. So this good citizen gets in there and starts pulling all of the trash out and wants to clear up this ditch so it can do what it's designed to do. And the EPA shows up and starts to fine him and harass him for doing the right thing. That's where Harriet Hageman got involved and fought the case and beat the EPA. Uh, And then there's the case of Andy Johnson and his stock pond, which was actually beneficial. He built a stock pond, which is beautiful. It's actually beneficial to what little waterways they have out there in that county he lives in. And the EPA shows up with massive fines and demands he fix it and repair it. The EPA lost that case in court too, by the way. Because the stock pond was built, he went, Andy Johnson went to the state of Wyoming and said, I want to build this stock pond, and so what are the rules, how do we do that to make sure that it's actually beneficial? And the state of Wyoming worked with him on that, and he engineered a really nice-looking pond, and the water that came out of it was actually cleaner than the water that went into it, the way it traps sediments in there. And so abided by all Wyoming rules and regulations, he approached the state asking, what do I do here? And they helped him out. And they just loved the state, loved what he did with that pond. Then came the EPA. And that was a case that dragged on in court for quite a while. But eventually the EPA gave in on that, made a bunch of fools out of themselves, essentially. But, okay, all of this conversation got started because I was talking about regulations last hour. For new transmission lines going in in the state of Wyoming, because they, we've got wind and solar, and so well, that's going to be more electricity is being made. So we need new transmission lines. The permitting process is going to hold this thing up. 
like you would not believe. So those people who want their wind and solar, yeah, by the time they get through the permitting process on the federal level, you're going to be old. But that's the federal government for you when it comes to permitting things. Something that could be done in just a year or less will take five years, more, up to 10 years, sometimes more than that, because of not just the permitting process, but all of the lawsuits that have to come with it. 716, Wake Up Wyoming. This is Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Join the conversation at 888-97-WOODS. Seven twenty one's the time to wake up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. I just sitting here looking at the ridiculously large television they put in my studio. Because the mayor of where I grew up, Sanibel Island, Florida, is being interviewed on television right now. And as you know, the uh, governor was on Sanibel Island, and so the president was on Fort Myers Beach as well. And Sanibel Captiva is where I grew up, and that's where that hurricane just slammed like head on. Now, the president had to say, this ends the discussion about climate change. No, no, actually, it doesn't. To be very clear about it, the storm, while large as far as how much area it covered, was a Category 4, and they do get bigger. So the intensity of the storm, there have been bigger. It's not a matter of that. It's a matter of how it hit. So the reason why Captiva Island didn't do so bad even though there's a lot of damage there, is because Captiva went directly through the eye of the storm. Now, Captiva faces north-south. It's a very thin island. And so at one point, the water was hitting the end of one of the island, and that means a lot of tidal surge doesn't get way into it because of the way it's being hit. And then the eye crosses over. Now the water, the storm surge is the worst part, is being is coming up from the other end of the island, but it's like putting the bow of a ship right into the waves. And so Captiva really didn't do as bad as far as storm surge, although it certainly had it. Sanibel, though, was on the side of the storm. This is where all of the, the a hurricane will swing storm surge around in a circle, and there's one side of the storm that packs a wallop, and you don't want to be on that side of the storm. And that's where Sanibel and Fort Myers Beach were, especially the extreme uh, end of Sanibel, which is, if you look at the island, the big fat end of Sanibel is where the bulk of the population was, and that got a direct hit, and so did Captiva. So for those who say, well, this proves climate change, and this storm was unprecedented, nothing unprecedented about the storm. It's just the way that it hit that particular area was a worst-case scenario for any hurricane. Okay. In most cases, when hurricanes, I've lived on Sanibel, when hurricanes went by the island, and, yeah, it was bad, but we didn't really get anything extraordinarily bad because of the way the storm hit the island. In this case, though, oh, it was a direct hit worst-case scenario, not a storm that was in any way record-breaking in its size or intensity. That's simply not true. But And it has been actually a very quiet hurricane season. So that's the case of quiet hurricane season and a storm that's not one of the biggest ones out there, but it hit in just the perfect way. And that's what did all that kind of damage. Now, on that note, so when this whole thing started, 
there were people who were making fun of electric vehicles. Well, the power's out. How are you going to charge your electric vehicle? To be fair, and you know I'm not a huge fan. I you know I, I want to drive my internal combustion engine. But to be fair about it, though, gasoline is also not available during a storm. You better stock up before it runs out. And then when the tidal surge comes in, all of those gas uh, pumps at various stations are way underwater. So you're not going to get to it. So if you can't get electricity for your electric car, you're not going to get gas or diesel either for those vehicles, to be fair about it. But then there's this story. Electric vehicles are exploding from water damage after Hurricane Ian. Okay, didn't see that coming. A top Florida state official warned that firefighters are having battles with electric vehicles that have been waterlogged. EV batteries that have been waterlogged in the wake of a hurricane are at risk of corrosion, which can lead to unexpected fires, and that's what's happening. There's a ton of EVs disabled from this hurricane because they were submerged underwater. As those batteries corrode, fires start. That's a new challenge because an electric vehicle, a battery fire of that kind, which is toxic, by the way. Whenever we have an oil or gas spill, you're told about irreparable harm to the environment, which is not true. There's not irreparable harm. But now let's talk about the toxicity of these batteries and what they do to the environment when they light up on fire. And in many cases, fire departments are struggling with how exactly do we put out these battery fires? It's not easy to do. Okay, so, quote, it takes special training and understanding of electric vehicles to ensure these fires are put out quickly and safely. Thanks to the North Collier Fire Rescue for their hard work, and they show a video here of a car on fire and how they have to put it out. Uh, there's a video of firefighters in Naples, Florida, battling a fire started from an electric uh, Tesla battery. Bystanders overheard on the video saying the crew had to use hundreds of gallons of water to try to put it out. And water usually is not very effective on electric vehicle fires. Last week, Hurricane Ian, of course, it talks about the hurricane and what happened. Okay. Meanwhile, customers are increasingly turning to electric vehicles. And it gets into there as to why, because they're being pushed on the American people in a non-competitive way, not capitalism, in other words. But okay, for the, once again, for, the, for those people who like electric cars and wind and solar, my answer is always the same. I'm fine with it. You do what you want to do, but do it in a free and fair market, which is not currently happening. No tax breaks, no subsidies. Okay, People who drive gas-powered vehicles don't get those. And don't tell me that they're clean and green and sustainable and et cetera, et cetera, because they're not. And here is an environmental hazard, just like if because of the hurricane, and you know this had to have happened, because of a hurricane, here's some gasoline floating down through the town because some gas tank in a car was punctured, right? It's going to happen. Well, uh, those batteries in electric vehicles that can get corrosion pretty quick and because of all the salt water, and then they start on fire. That's a biohazard, too, by the way. Uh, Coming up on 
7.30. Update on your weather forecast comes right after local news. And we can do some more open phones, 888-97-WOODS. Great forecast this weekend. By the way, day weather will be on with us at 745. We'll talk about your weekend weather forecast, which is just supposed to be amazing, according to Don Day. So nice that he won't be on with me. Somebody else will from day weather because Don and his daughter are going hunting. That's how nice it's going to be this weekend. They're just going hunting. Let's wake up, Wyoming. weather and a pocket full of opinions wake up wyoming with glenn woods on k2 radio Seven thirty-six. the time wake up wyoming triple eight ninety seven woods the phone number that's 888 here in the state of wyoming legislators plan would slash wyoming tax rates but broaden tax base to include groceries and services. One of several tax plans suggested out there because legislators do understand, and so do I, we need to kind of rethink tax collection in the state. Now, I'm one of those who I'm not looking for more taxes for the state. I'm still looking to shrink the size of state government. However, I also understand that some of the ways we've been taxing before was not entirely, but pretty much putting all of our eggs in one basket, right? So again, Cowboy State Daily article. Claire McFarland does some great stories. This is one of hers. A Wyoming legislator from Cheyenne is proposing sweeping changes to Wyoming sales and use tax. Representative Landon Brown, he's Republican of Cheyenne. He's proposing those changes. And they talk, uh, he talked with Cowboy State Daily. He said uh, he, has a, he would cut sales tax and use tax, but add more transactions at the base. So in other words, state sales and use tax currently are at 4%, would drop to 2.5 under this plan. But Wyoming would reinstate the grocery tax and add taxes to services such as lawn care and cosmology, which are currently not taxed. So in other words, spread the tax burden among more things. Now, when it comes to food, groceries. Some states do it this way. And it can get really weird sometimes. So let's say that you bought something, uh, you bought some popcorn, but it was not popped. That's not taxed because that's a food product. But you pop the popcorn. Now it's taxed. It can get really weird as prepared foods are taxed, unprepared aren't. I'd like to see what he plans to do there. He says this would be a more equitable form of taxation across Wyoming, less volatile, and in other words, spread the burden among more stuff and more people. The story says Wyoming relies heavily on extractive industries such as coal and oil for revenue. That's why I was saying we put more of our burden in one, more of our eggs in one basket than we should have. Many energy providers shunning coal in favor of uh, wind and solar 
And again, I don't think even heavily restricting the oil industry, and because we're going through this, we're having a problem with taxation in the state. I don't think that lasts forever because I look at wind and solar as failing. And at some point, like Europe is doing, you got to bring these older forms of energy back online until we can find something else. Uh, And I'm not worried about climate change. That's not my problem here. But okay, the new tax would not extend to medical and legal services. He said our state is one of the highest in the country for medical fees. If you have a knee replacement and it's taxed, that's going to really inflate the daylights out of care. Now, as for legal fees, Brown said they can be deeply personal in nature, too. When he started talking about wanting to go file a divorce or something like that, it's a sticky situation. So Brown's position would not change other tax codes, such as ad valorem or property taxes. The bill, after which Brown is modeling this plan, House Bill 67 from 2019, if you want to look that up, he said it's a main proponent three years ago was Representative Steve Harshman, Republican from Casper, helped him out on it. Harshman did not respond Wednesday to any request for comments on this. Brown said he's identified one downfall with his proposition. Small businesses providing services would have to spend time and effort developing a system by which they can remit new taxes. He said small businesses that do not remit sales tax right now, they're going to have to under his plan. And so that would be a bit of a burden to them. Uh, Senator Kale Case, Republican Lander, estimated the local and state shares at roughly, roughly half for the current sales and use tax. In addition, local taxes are applied, he told Cowboy State Daily. Many countries have, or counties, pardon me, have voted in extra sales tax for local infrastructure. So we'll see. This is just a different plan from what we're currently doing right now. And he wants to spread the burden over a larger area, maybe make it easier and everybody doing it that way. We'll see. I want to see the details of the plan. This is what I know of the plan from this and what he's going to offer. So I want to see the details of the plan. we got to pay something because, you know, you have roads and bridges and you want your police and fire and a few things, schools, stuff like that. But how much, first off, does the state need and how do we collect it? That's always that's always the conversation, right? So far, we've been fortunate in Wyoming. We've been able to take most of it from coal, gas, and oil. But if that's not as reliable anymore, then what? 742, Wake Up Wyoming. Hi, this is Ken Moon. Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Something on your mind? Join in at 888-97-WOODS. is the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Off we go today. Weather where it's Don Wattle who's with us today. So here's the deal, Don. I um, normally am afraid when Don Day takes time off or just disappears for a while because I think something big is about to happen. But this time he's leaving because it's so nice out. He's getting out there. Yeah, he wants to get outdoors and uh, kind of enjoy the beautiful Wyoming fall wherever yeah. he's going. It is soupy, though, in some parts. 
uh, especially here in the southeast right now around Cheyenne, <clears throat> along I-80 and sections of I-25. Some low clouds, some dense fog in spots, little mist, light showers going on. Uh, the rest of the state has a mix of scattering of clouds and a little bit of sun and uh, temps a little cool on this Friday. But I think once everything burns off, we should be looking at a pretty good day. Okay. Now, if we get a little bit cooler today and tomorrow, right? Yeah, we did have a weak front that passed through uh, basically late yesterday and last night. It did provide for some light shower activity over the extreme eastern part of the state. That continues to drift southward, and behind that front, it's going to create a little bit of an upslope along uh, I-25 and east of the mountains, and usually that indicates uh, chances of fog, which we have this morning in the far southeast. It is going to cool us off today, uh, basically central, eastern, southeastern sections of the state um, compared to the past couple of days. But I think once that front washes out, we'll, we are going to see a pretty decent rebound attempts. Maybe a little slower going tomorrow, but more so into Sunday and Monday. Okay. Now, I've been watching and listening to Don talk about maybe, maybe next week, we could have a bit of a change up in the weather. And how much cold we get or if we get any wet with that is still up for grabs, right? It is still up for grabs, and really the long-range guidance has done a lot of flip-flopping back and forth. Uh, one day it wants to put a fairly organized system right over the central Rockies, and then the next day it's more of a uh, passing glance, if you will, with the fast-moving front, maybe bringing some breezy conditions and slightly cooler temps. Uh, as of yesterday, it was kind of the latter. Uh, you know, it, it'll it'll probably do its thing back and forth for another day or so, but uh, I think the middle of next week there is still a chance at least – I mean, it's kind of a generic forecast, but somebody getting something. <laughs> but, yeah, so maybe okay. by late Tuesday, Wednesday, uh, central eastern Wyoming could see a chance for some light showers again. I'm thinking what's happening here is Canada is just trying to keep us guessing. That's just cruel. They, they're just messing with us. And then they're going to either hit us with something or fake us out and then hit us later when we're not expecting it. I'm not sure what's going to happen here, but I'm just watching Canada right now, and I'm really suspicious of them with good reason. Well, yeah, I mean, and you know, you always think of people from Canada as very nice people. I don't yeah. understand why they would do such a thing. Yeah, and then they know. apologize. They do it to you. Then they go, sorry. Oh, <laughs> hey, Don, have or a great Or however weekend. they say it, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> have a great weekend, Don. Appreciate your time. You too, Glenn. Yeah, it's a Don Watts old from Nate Weather there. Well, okay. That's the possibility for next week, but it's unorganized. They don't know yet. Off we go to talk to Frank in the icebox. So, Frank, the governor of Wyoming, Name this as national, I think it's next month, National Dyslexia Awareness Month. Okay. I am mildly dyslexic. Okay. Which means I'm allowed to take and tell jokes about it. Okay. Okay. So let me see. A dyslexic walked into a bra. You see? <laughs> I'm glad you can laugh. Yes. <laughs> what do you get when you cross a dyslexic and an agnostic and, and is uh, insomniatic? Someone who stays up all night wondering if there's a dog. Okay. Yeah. Now, I told you this one yesterday. I love this one. This is one of my favorite ones of all time. Dyslexics of the world, untie. Yeah. See, now that <laughs> is just brilliant here. National Association of Dyslexics, also known as AND. Okay. N-A-D. Oh, okay. But they spell it A. <laughs> yeah, N-A-D is A-N-D. Okay. Um, let's see. Oh, yeah. Satanic dyslexic sold uh, sold his soul to Santa. Okay. <laughs> See, not to Satan. 
To Santa. To Santa, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's safer. I would. Uh, although yeah. you're going to be an elf making toys the rest of your life. Right. But yeah, okay. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. All right. How many dyslexic does it take to screw in a light bulb? 103. One to hold in the light bulb and 102 to read the directions. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, how many dyslexics? Oh, how did the dyslexic cross the road? Oh, I'm sorry. See, here, here, I'm messing it up. Why did the dyslexic cross the road? To get to horse diet. That that's really messed up. To get to horse diet. To get to the other side. Oh. Yeah. Okay. After a trip to the doctor, my friend informed me it's bad. I've got the big C. Oh no, cancer. No, dyslexia. <laughs> <laughs> this is cool stuff, man. <laughs> this is really cool yeah. stuff. Uh, teacher, and I've heard this one. You have horrible grammar, dyslexic. You and you've never met her. <laughs> First dyslexic cook. Can you smell gas? Second dyslexic cook. I can't even smell my own name. <laughs> And finally, finally, a dyslexic entered a spelling bee. She came in salt. Last. Oh, Rearrange okay. the letters. Okay. See there? Okay. Right, the it. important thing, Frank, even though I do struggle with this every single day, is I have a sense of humor about it. You certainly do. Oh, boy. High school football, a big slate headed down the stretch of the season uh, today and tonight and a couple of games tomorrow. In Cheyenne, it's the old-fashioned Capital Bowl. It's 5-1 East. We'll host 4-2 and two Central at 6. The Toronto, they are 5-1. and one. They'll be on the road in Gillette to meet Campbell County. The Camels are 4-2. and two. Number one, Sheridan in Class 4A at 6-0. and oh, We'll be at number five and be at Kelly Walsh. And the Trojans come in at 1-5. 1-5 and five. One and five, Laramie in Gillette tonight to make 3-3 three and three Thunder Basin. And 0-6 oh Cheyenne South will play Rock Springs and the Tigers are 1-5. In 3A, Douglas at 4 and 1. They'll be in Riverton tonight. In 2A, Glenrock at 1 and 5 goes to Torrington. Burns at 3 and 2. That's a big game. They're going to host undefeated Tongue River. In 1A, 6 man, KC at 4 and 1 will be at 5 and 0 Burlington. Then Midwest at 3 and 2. They're going to host Hewlett, who comes in at 1 and 4. We'll have all those football scores as they come in tonight on yopreps.com. College football, the Wyoming Cowboys play at New Mexico tomorrow night. The Pokes are 3 and 3 overall, 1 and 1 in Mountain West Conference play. The Lobos are 2 and 3 and 0 and 2 in league play. You would think that the Cowboys would win this game handily, and that's what we thought the last two times they played. And as it turned out, UW lost both of them. And as it turned out, they turned in some of the worst efforts they've put out in years. Now, they've got to be ready to go on Saturday night, or New Mexico can stun them again. That's a 5 p.m. start from Albuquerque tomorrow. We'll have that for you on K2 Radio and Casper and KOWB and Larry. In the NFL, the Denver Broncos managed to lose that pillow fight last night to the Indianapolis Colts 12-9 in overtime. For the most part, the game was unwatchable, and the Bronco offense is unwatchable. Quarterback Russell Wilson threw two interceptions that cost the team dearly. That one in the fourth quarter was just a terrible throw. And in overtime, he tried to thread the needle in the end zone on fourth down, and the Colts knocked it away to win the game. You know, some people actually thought the Broncos would win 10 games this year. They might lose 10 games. They are 2-3, and three, and the Colts are now 2-2-1. Two, two, and one. High school volleyball from yesterday, Cheyenne East over Cheyenne Central, three sets to none. Douglas B. Glenrock, three sets to none. Tonight, Kelly Walsh will be at Star Valley, and the Toronto will be at Woho Sheridan. And Casey has a big 1A jamboree today and tomorrow. That's in sports. Every time you talk about two football teams getting into a pillow fight, I think I actually don't want to see football players in a pillow fight. However, the cheerleaders... That would be fine. That would be, yeah. yeah that, but, I think but, the, that, but this game was just... No, I'm just awful. saying, I think the ratings for the cheerleaders being in the pillow fight would be a lot higher than the game itself. 
considering how boring you're saying the game is. Uh, anything. Yes, but what you were watching there, huh? A- anything. Uh, anything with pillows. Okay. Would have been better than that pillow fight. <laughs> Thank you, Frank. Coming up on some local business that we have to take care of. We're going to roll into news time after that. It's going to be national, local update on your weather forecast. More open phones. Triple eight ninety seven woods the phone number. That's 888 W-O-O-D-S. Talk about what I'm talking about. Change the subject all fine by me. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Six to time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. It is a Friday. Triple Eight Ninety Seven Woods. The phone number. Trigger warning. Warning. This show contains reference to guns, liberty, limited government, low taxation, the cult of climate change, free thinking, cigar smoking, short people, rubber chickens, Karen's bureaucracy, liberal buzzwords, Torons, traffic, toilets, terrible jokes, and more. No apologies will be issued. Guest callers may express any opinion they want without fear of being canceled. Unless you're a loudmouth jerk like Dave, then Glenn will hang up on you. Strap in, hold on to your coffee, and feel free to participate. Doing some house cleaning today, a lot of topics to go through, and I really always did hate being a one-topic host anyway, so I try not to do that for you. That's why you can go ahead and interrupt me and change the subject. Chet and Yoder, you got a good point. So... So the president's son could be in a lot of trouble for various things. All right, so Hunter Biden could really, there, there's some uh, people breathing down his neck with various charges. We'll see what happens. Chet Yoder says, I wonder how fast Joe Biden will pardon his son, <laughs> Brandon. I, I think he has a pardon in his pocket. Well, I wondered then, wouldn't that really be something the president's son is brought up and charged with multiple crimes and put into prison, and so the president pardons his son. Wow, imagine the backlash on that. Huh? That would be – I would really be interested in seeing something like that. Imagine that. All right, now you guys help me out with this, and we do have them produced and ready to go now. I told you that in Cheyenne, Wyoming, Warren Air Force Base was conducting drills. They have to. It's what they do. They're a nuclear facility. They have thermal nuclear devices and so on, right? So they have warned everybody in Cheyenne, hey, you're going to hear the sirens going. You're going to hear announcements. There's going to be emergency vehicles going around and helicopters and stuff. You know, it's all part of a drill, just so you know. Well, having lived about a half a block from one of those emergency speakers and sirens, I know that when they make an announcement over them, I could never understand a word they were saying. So I thought, okay, what is what is this going to sound like? I asked for your suggestions. You guys offered some. I turned them into some of what you're going to hear right now, with Miss Mary being the voice. This, I thought, was clever. This is a national emergency test. 
Okay, that's a good one there. It starts, though, with this. I had to go back and play the one I played first hour this morning. So there's what the announcement sounds like inside the office where the lady at Warren Air Force Base is making the announcements. Here's what she hears coming out of her own mouth. This is a test of the Warren Air Force Base emergency alert system. This is not a real emergency, only a test. Do not panic and do not seek shelter at this time. This is not the end of all life as we know it. Okay, so there's that, right? Uh, Okay. Then there's what you folks in Cheyenne actually hear over the speakers. This is the Warren Air Force Base emergency alert system. This is a real emergency. Panic and seek shelter at this time. This is the end of all life as we know it. See? the problem there. Again, I live close to one of those speakers. That's what it sounds like. Bill and Laramie wants to talk about Hunter Biden. I think, Bill, I named him wrong when I said his name. But yeah, Hunter Biden, I think Chet and Yoder might have a point there. You think the president will use one of his pardons if the hunter gets in trouble? You know, I my big question is, how deep is Joe Biden involved in this whole thing with Hunter Biden yeah. Yeah. and the conflict of interest he may have? And I think they might be able to prove that, that he's involved. In watching, and I don't know if the press has the same love for Joe Biden as they did for Barack Obama. Obama's term was one of the most scandal-ridden presidencies in the history of presidencies. And yet the press ran interference for this guy in a way that I've never seen Ever and I wonder, do they have the same kind of love for Joe, or would they throw him under the bus? You know, I I I don't know. You know, the press is kind of turning around a little bit. Some of it is now, yeah, and actually reporting on issues that they would normally run away from, right? So that's hard to tell. I mean, uh, it'll be interesting to see and see what happens. Okay. All right. It is going to be interesting. Thanks for calling. Bill is in Laramie County. Thanks for calling in with it. Well, this I just think is a really good question. So Hunter Biden in a lot of trouble. The press ran interference for Bill Clinton. They ran interference for Hillary Clinton. Both of those two should be in jail. Heavy, heavy interference run. At the end of the Obama administration, there was a panel discussion. I think it was on CNN. And they were all nodding their heads in agreement that, wow, isn't it amazing? We actually have an administration that went through eight years and it was completely scandal-free. And, oh, my Lord, the outrage at that because it was one of the most scandal-ridden administrations in the history of presidential administrations. Yet the news media runs interference for this guy. Trump comes around, however— And dear Lord, did they spend nonstop attacking him. CNN, MSNBC still going after him. I'm going to try an experiment while I'm mentioning this here. Okay, I do this now and then. I don't really spend time looking at MSNBC because they're just garbage, right? Uh, Let's see here. Um, uh Biden bends knee to gets his backstabbed. Okay, there's something on energy there. And there's something on Republicans. Okay, wow. This is actually rare. There's got to be something somewhere. Because every time... Here we go. Here's a Trump story. Okay. Trump coup attempt loses little of... uh, (laughs) It talks about Trump coup attempt and Supreme Court ruling and so on. And that's why the way MSNBC refers to 
January 6th as the Trump coup attempt. And I'm looking for some other Trump stories here. Uh, yeah, Trump is constantly taking his worst lawyer's worst advice. In most cases, when I go to MSNBC, even now, it's Trump, 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 Trump. Oh, look, here's something on Hunter Biden. Wow, FBI agents reportedly see indictable tax case against Hunter. Oh, MSNBC has one story up about Hunter on their front page. It's not at the top of the page. It's way near the bottom of the front page. And it's off to the right-hand side. It's not very big. And that's the that's the worst they have on Hunter Biden for MSNBC. Let's see if CNN did anything. Now, I, I went to MSNBC because the Times, just out of curiosity, I've gone there to see what they're talking about. And it's the still, to this day, the all-Trump-hate website all the time. That's most of what they do. Let's see. Nick is in Casper. Morning, Nick. Morning. Yes, sir. I'm on the air? Yes, sir. Okay. I couldn't, sorry, I was breaking up. I okay. think Hunter Biden's going to flip on his dad and give him all the information, and then you're going to see some other issues for Joe. That's what's going to happen. Oh, now that would be interesting to see Hunter Biden actually go flip on his dad, and then what kind of answer does dad have after his son attacks him? Uh, he doesn't have any answers. He's playing with matchbox cars and his diaper in the basement right now. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> you know, I actually don't doubt that, especially the diaper part. I actually oh, picture yeah. I picture the president wearing Depends at this point. I honestly do. All right. Thank oh, you. Yeah. I appreciate you calling in. Just picturing him sitting there playing matchbox with. But I do think he's probably wearing Depends. Let's see. Biden. Now, I'm looking for a Hunter Biden story. On the CNN website. Now, here's a anti-Donald Trump story. Okay. CIA officer. No, that's not it. Um, okay. At this moment, I do not see, not on the front page anyway, I don't see a Hunter Biden story on CNN. At the moment, anyway. Maybe they will throw up one a little bit later, but at the moment, you would think this is pretty big news. And so they, CNN would have a Hunter Biden story right there, front page. Let's go to Fox News. Let's see what Fox News is doing. Let's see, Republicans, there's the IRS. Aha, right there, big, big, big story, front page. Not the top story, but Twitter explodes over news feds may have enough to charge Hunter Biden. And that's kind of a big story right there. Uh, and then there's mounting evidence. Lawyer says Hunter Biden may face serious charges. So there's two stories up there. Uh, head on down to nope, just two stories right up front. Okay. Well, there, there's something from Fox News. Just for the fun of it, I'm going to go to the Drudge Report to see what they're doing here. And mm, little bit, yeah, a little bit on the Drudge Report. So we'll see what happens. Melissa in Laramie on earthquake prep kits, which I talked about yesterday. Morning, Melissa. Good morning, Glenn. How are you this morning? I am alive and kicking and over-caffeinated, which is the way I like to be. Okay, good. Um, yesterday you were talking about giving an earthquake kit to little kids and yeah. a school district around. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to date myself. I remember when I was in elementary school, we had nuclear bomb tests. Yeah, yeah. So when the alarm went up, we had to go under our desks. 
Right. Do you remember that? I, I'm not old enough for that, but I did since I lived down in South Florida on Sanibel Island. We did have American versus communism because the <laughs> voice of Cuba could be heard on your local radio station. Yep, she's still out there somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Now I hear the dogs. Okay, so, but anyway, no, I never did have the nuclear test, but I did have to have education because, yeah, we could tune in to our uh, AM radio dial and get the voice of Havana. Radio Havana, it was called. And did they ever talk about, does Cuba even have nuclear weapons? I, they tried I to remember know. the Cuban Missile Crisis. So that stopped them from getting oh, right. nuclear weapons. What I will say, though, I thought this was hysterical. Whenever I listened to Radio Havana, everything they talked about was the same thing the Democrat Party talked about, which I thought was just hysterical. <laughs> the same oh, talking brother. points. Yeah, yeah. Oh, brother. Yeah. But the earthquake... And actually, I was going to... Go ahead. You first. Well, the earthquake, the earthquake pre- prevention kits are more western Wyoming for those people who live in those areas that... Uh, have those tremors from time to time. And it was mainly just a way for the school to educate kids on, okay, if you happen to get a decent-sized earthquake, here's what you do. Start the learning process at a young age. Well, that, that's a good thing. That's a good yeah. thing. I was actually going to call and, and ask you what you thought about Hunter Biden's alleged crimes and what you think anybody's going to do about it. Yeah. I think he's gotten away with being out of prison as long as he has because of <laughs> whose son he is. Anybody else would have been in prison a long time ago. And can you imagine if it were one of Trump's kids? Yeah. Would have been in prison <laughs> a long time ago. And what would the yeah. media be doing if one if Trump's son was involved in all of this? What would the media be doing about it, especially CNN and MSNBC? Oh, they would be talking about it before yeah. it even happened, I bet. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And you can imagine <laughs> the speculation from all of their commentators, too. Yep. All right. All right, thanks for yeah. calling in, he's Melissa. Guilty before, he's guilty before being proven innocent? Uh, yeah. Well, you, <laughs> you can see the double standards. That's why I said Bill Clinton got a pass by the media. They made excuses for him. Same thing with Hillary. They ran interference. They certainly ran interference for Obama, but then they were all over Trump. With Joe Biden, at some point, they're going to have to let his son go. But I wonder, will they circle the wagons around Joe just because he's a Democrat president? I Real quick, and then I'll I'll go. Um, I heard – I listen to Newsmax a lot, and somebody on Newsmax was saying – that if the if the Republicans win and take over the House or whatever, that will they start impeachment hearings for Biden? Right. I, I don't know if you heard that or not. I hadn't, no, but it'd be interesting to see what they have and what they can move on, especially if they can connect anything from Hunter to his father, then they might have something they can actually run with. Well, I think... Uh, you know, I'll let you go because right. you have other callers. All right. Well, thank you for calling in, Melissa. I appreciate it. Melissa from Laramie. Let's wake up, Wyoming. Be ready for you face the day at 888-97-WOODS. Wake up, Wyoming, with Glenn Woods, live on AM 1030 K2 Radio.
825 is the time. Let's wake up my own. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for calls from Bill, Nick, and Melissa. Phone number 888 woods That's 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. Also, another way to go about this is use the Wake Up Wyoming app and just hit chat and drop me a note. I got people from all over the region dropping me notes, texting me by using the chat option there. So real quick, um, when it gets to Hunter Biden, I really do think there's enough evidence that he should have been brought in a long time ago, but they really wanted to build a case. And I do see efforts by the president and others to try to stop any investigation. And many... In much of the news media that people watch, news media has been running interference for Hunter Biden, trying to say that there's really nothing going on here. But again, we're used to this. It's not excusable. But we're used to it because we've seen it with, again, the Clintons, the Obama administration, okay, how they will circle the wagons and run interference. So good questions that if Biden does, uh, Hunter does wind up in trouble. Would his father use the pardon? Well, it'd be about the dumbest political move in the history of dumb political moves because even Democrats would start yelling and screaming if a president did something like that to pardon his own son. But then that is also a really good question that we have here. So what's going to happen then if there's enough evidence to go after the president? That's a really good question which I wonder how many people in government and in the media would run interference for Joe Biden if there were connections to his son. Now, I also have to bring that. Let's take a look for a moment at back when Obama was president and he used the IRS as a political tool to go after conservative groups. And that was proven. And even these conservative groups won a lawsuit and a lot of money from the IRS. Unfortunately, they weren't able to put anyone in jail. But the question remained all around, did the IRS go after these groups because the IRS wanted to protect Obama, or did Obama order it? And there's a lot of evidence to show that Obama ordered the IRS to go after these groups, but nothing could ever be proven. And again, your news media ran interference, as did a lot of people in government, ran interference for Obama. So he never, that, that's an impeachable offense right there, but nothing ever happened. I mean, I could spend the rest of the morning going through scandals and people who should be in jail, who should have been impeached a long time ago. Remember the whole Hillary scandal and hearings on that and how many charges should Hillary be up on? But again, people ran interference. From Wheatland, Wingnut, if they indict a uh, if they indict Trump with Hunter running free, it won't play well for them. Therefore, Hunter is now front and center. Yeah. Okay, it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out and how the media portrays this. Right now, most media, n- most news media outlets are barely even touching the Hunter Biden story. Oh, you, you would think they'd be all over it, but they're barely touching it. All right, coming up on eight thirty. Local news coming your way. Update on your weather forecast. Then there's a nice long segment of open phones. Triple eight ninety seven Woods. Let's wake up, Wyoming.
Radio. Eight thirty-six. The time. Wake up, Wyoming. Let's see if Jerry made it through the break. Jerry, you still there? Yes, sir. Thanks for hanging on through all of that. What you got for me? I just want to know if you heard anything on the Durham report. No. We kind of. <laughs> Push that up, so I don't know what's going on with that. I haven't heard anything in a while. Let me see. While I have you here, I know a place where I can go real quick just to see if anything's new. But, you know, some of these things, yeah, but other news starts to happen, and that kind of stuff just gets pushed under the rug. Special counsel, October 9th, yeah, that's, that's back in 2022. September 29th, 2022. Yeah, Durham gets heading to trial, but that was back in September. So... That's all I know. It's supposed to be heading toward trial. All right. Well, thank you. You have a great day. All right. Thanks for waiting through that entire break. Just ask that. Yeah. So, triple eight ninety seven Woods phone number. That's eight 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 ninety seven W O O D S. You can talk about what I'm talking about or change the subject. Jan and Cheyenne, does this pardon hold for future offenders? So, oh, okay. So it will surely have a bearing on Hunter. Um, there's another pardon that the president did, and I'm wondering if that's part of what you're talking about, Jen. The president decided to pardon a bunch of people who have a criminal record for marijuana possession on the federal level. So he's pardoned. He's, well, he wants to pardon a bunch of them. I don't think a president has ever tried to pardon so many people at once. I'd like to see how that works out for him. As far as Hunter Biden, I don't know if the president would pardon Hunter if he gets convicted of anything or not. A little while in Casper. Nothing to do with what you're talking about at the moment. Did you happen to see the part of uh, Tucker Carlson's interview with Kanye West? Yes, I did, and I shut it off. <laughs> it was horrible. It was just horrible. So I just shut it off. I'm sorry. Kanye West was making a fool of himself. Let's see. Reefer and Carpenter, Wyoming. Democrats want Biden out, too. A Hunter pardon would be a good way to get uh, Joe out of the way. But, yeah, but then we have a problem with our vice president, who's arguably even worse. Grandpa Rich in Thermopolis. Joe Biden, in on everything, I heard Republicans have already filed impeachment proceedings against him. Hmm. Don't know. That would be interesting because there are things I think you can go after the president on uh, and it, a, a long list of things. But I, I don't know yet. We'll have to wait and see what happens with the Hunter Biden thing. And also after the elections, do the Republicans get control of the House and Senate? And then do they actually have something? I, I know there there's always Republicans that will file impeachment hearings. Just like it doesn't matter who the Republican president is, there's always going to be Democrats who will file impeachment against them. It's always going to happen. Now, real quick, slight change of, well, quite a bit of a change of topic on my part. So on that ridiculously large television they put in my studio, which is off to my right, and this is Fox News Raw, where they just run all sorts of different feeds of what's happening around the world. One of them is the mayor of New York, and he is just mad as hell. Because the New York City is going to spend just a load of money helping out illegals. We were not warned about this, he said. We were not prepared for this. And suddenly busloads showed up making a crisis in our city. And this is costing us a load of money that we don't have. All for political gain, he says. Hang on a second, uh, Mr. Mayor. 
Would you like to head on down to some southern border cities and states to see what they're dealing with? You think you have it bad with a few busloads of illegals showing up in your city? Head on down south of the border and take a look at what they're actually dealing with on the border, not just those states, but the cities and towns down there. And then let you come back and complain about how hard you have it because they decided to share the burden with you, Mr. Mayor of New York. The level of not just hypocrisy, but stupidity on something like this is just astounding that he would say something like this and think that he can actually get away with it. Now, having said that, get a load of this headline. Democrat candidate, no, we do not have open borders. Hmm. Let's see if I can catch her saying open that. Borders. No, we do not have open borders. No, we do not have open borders. Okay, really? Okay. Uh-huh. And once again, there are people who are saying things like this, and then you head on down to the border and see something entirely different. She says, and this is Representative Val Demings, leave, she tweets, leaving aside the fact that the wall is an absurd waste of money and a violation of our values as a nation of immigrants, it is totally corrupt and inappropriate for the president to try to override the U.S. Army to give government uh, the business as, okay, et cetera, et cetera. All right, so, but then she says, no, we don't have open borders. Well, okay, again, I would invite this woman to head on down to the borders and take a look at what's happening down there. And again, I'm still watching the mayor of New York talk over here as he's given a hard time because governor of Florida and governor of Texas have bussed a bunch of illegals to his city. And it's nowhere near the number arriving on these buses as what these southern states are dealing with. Not even close. So I would like for let's here. Let's go ahead and just switch around the states. OK, I'm going to grab New York and I'm going to slide it down to the southern border on Texas. And I'm going to take Texas. I'm going to slide it up to where New York is. I know it really doesn't fit on your map, but let's switch those two states. Now, not just New York City, but New York State, how would you like to deal with that? Now, at this point, I think what's really funny is the mayor of New York City, as mad as he is at these southern governors, what he's not doing is blaming the person he should really be blaming. He's saying, I heard him say during that news and information break you were listening to, I heard the mayor of New York say, we did not ask for this. We are not prepared for this. We were overwhelmed by this. Really? Why are you telling that to the southern governors? I know they bust these people to you. Why don't you go ahead and tell that to the president of the United States? Hmm? Tell that to the president of the United States that you're being overwhelmed by illegal immigrants. By the way, I thought that New York City was a sanctuary city. Am I wrong about that? I would really like to know at this point what exactly these and, – and by the way, Chicago is complaining. Detroit is complaining. And, of course, there's West Coast cities that are complaining. And they're taking a bunch of illegals and they're dumping them on us. Well, all right. The, the level of hypocrisy here – and it's also fun to watch if you do go – 
to some former news channels like CNN and MSNBC and listen to their commentators, what they have to say about this as they try to run interference for the Biden administration. I really and there's no backlash against the wicked witch of the West, Nancy Pelosi, for saying that, well, you should be shipping these people to Florida because there's crops to pick. She she says that because her husband owns a winery. So when she sees illegals, when she sees illegal immigrants, they're either working in her house as the maids and, and so on. Or they're out in the fields working on the crops. That's how she sees illegals. Now, she says that she gets away with it. Let a Republican say that. And they'll get charged with racism. 845, wake up Wyoming. Hi, this is Ken Moon. Talks to you, not at you. Be part of the show at 888-97-WOODS. This is Wake Up Wyoming on K2 Radio. Eight forty-eight is the time. It's wake up, Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. Off we go to the ice box where Frank Gambino's waiting by. Frank, I'm just looking up here. I love to read. You, do you read? You sit down I read a it? lot, actually. Okay, good. Now we're talking. I like, don't remember most of it, but I read it. So. Oh, okay. I, you like uh, novels and stuff? No, or, no, no, no. I, you know, I read various newspapers around the country, ah. and you know that kind of thing. You okay. Know? So uh, and then and sports websites and stuff like oh, okay. that and yeah. you know and I do read Smithsonian I get that, that oh that that's magazine. great magazine yeah, yeah. It's yeah. magazine yeah. I do miss Life magazine and the pictures were unbelievable oh, I do yeah. have a book of all the the best of life photos oh yeah oh yeah that that was incredible there and also let me see Reader's Digest was good when that that's still out there but that doesn't really arrive the way it used to arrive yeah. You know, in that little book form over there. But if you wanted to go through stuff like that real fast. I did say a while ago that people read actually more than ever before in human history. Mm -hmm. However, what they read and how they get it has been completely changed. Right. And there's more to read. Yeah, there really is. So I can say honestly, I read... um, Constantly, although the number of novels that I pick up is greatly decreased. Oh, me, me too. Me too. Yeah, see. Uh, I mean, uh, I know it's bad. It sounds bad, but yeah. this day and age, I mean, like, like people in our business, I mean, who has time to read a novel? Yeah, who has well, time I to write one. I am very busy, so I sit down and read little bits and pieces. Like here's. Here's a half hour I have to pick up of that book and kind of read it, where I used to sit there and read for hours. You know, in in high school, we had to read all these books, and all you do is you went over to any bookstore and bought the clip notes. There you go, yeah. And they they, they summarized the whole book, you know, like in 25 pages. Okay. But But the teacher knew... That you were using the Cliff Notes because he bought one too. Oh, well, sure, I did. Yeah. Okay. So here's some here's some bad books that I would still read though. Okay. Uh, reusing old graves. I wouldn't read that. That's actually okay. Um, uh, no, I don't want to even read that one on the air. Let me see. <laughs> I want to read yeah. that one. Eating children, population control, and the food crisis. Okay. Old tractors and the men who love them. Okay. Uh, let's see. How to succeed in business. Mm, I can't read the rest of that on the air, Frank. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, they must be succeeding uh, then. Let's see. 
pole dancing to gospel hymns. <laughs> no, that's <laughs> that's just horrible. No, no, that's that's not uh, that's not a good optic. Yeah, no, all. that really is. Uh, and see, um, yeah, uh, oh, what's your poo telling you? Yeah, that's a good one. Oh, I did see this one. I have to get this one. Stray shopping carts: a field guide to identification of a shopping cart that's left out in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> It's pretty easy to identify. Easy. It's like, now, why is that one over there and the rest of the cards th- are over those here? Those are bathroom reading books, Mike. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, exactly. In high school football, a big slate a big slate statewide today, tonight, and a couple, a couple of games tomorrow. In Cheyenne tonight, it's the old-fashioned Capitol Bowl. It's 5-1 Cheyenne East, Wolves, 4-2 Cheyenne Central at 6 p.m. The Trona, they are 5-1 on the year. They have a roadie in Gillette against Campbell County, and the Camels come in at 4-2. Sheridan is number one in four at 6-0. They will be in Casper to meet 1-5 Kelly Wallace, 1-5 Laramie in Gillette tonight to take on 3-3 three three Thunder Base. And the 0-6 Cheyenne South will play Rock Springs, and they come in at 1-5. In 3 Douglas at four and one. There will be a Riverton tonight in two A. Uh, Glenrock at one and five goes to Torrington. Burns at three and two with an interesting game. They're going to host undefeated Tongue River and one A six man KC at four and one will be a five and zero Burlington and Midwest at three and two will host Hewlett who comes in at one and four. We'll have all those football scores as they come in on Wyopreps.com today, tonight, and tomorrow. College football: The Wyoming Cowboys play at New Mexico tomorrow night in Albuquerque. The Pokes are three and three overall, one and one in Mountain West Conference play. Was are two and three overall, zero oh and two in league play, and you would think that the Cowboys would win this game. But as we have seen, the last two meetings between these two schools, New Mexico has won, and UW has played about as poor as they could possibly have played over the course of ten years. So they've got to get this thing straight, and they got to play sharp uh, tomorrow night at New Mexico, or the Lobos is going to stun them again. That's a five p.m. start from Albuquerque tomorrow. We'll have that for you on K two Radio and Casper and KOWB and Laramie. In the NFL, the Denver Broncos uh, did lose that pillow fight last night to the Indianapolis Colts, twelve the night in overtime. For the most part, the game was unwatchable. The Bronco offense is unwatchable. Quarterback Russell Wilson threw two interceptions that cost the team dearly, and one in that fourth quarter was just a terrible throw. And in overtime, he tried to thread the needle in the end zone on fourth down. The Colts knocked it away to win the game. It's going to be a long year for the Broncos. They sit at 2-3, and three, and the Colts are 2-2-1 two, two and one on the year. This was actually a Penguin book. Eating people is wrong. Yeah, for Penguins. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, probably is there. How to Avoid Huge Ships, second edition. What's the first edition? I, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Pocketbook of Bones. Okay. And see, The Manly Art of Knitting. Oh, hmm. that, that, that's a short book. I do want to read this one. Everything I want to do is illegal. Yes. You see, now that's a book I have to read. All right, Frank, do it again <laughs> next hour. Coming up on some local business we have to take care of. We're going to roll into news time after that. National, local update on the weather forecast. Let's wake up, Wyoming. So I can- Nine oh six of time. It's wake up my own. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. Okay, a couple of stories I got to grab real quick for you here. Let's see, red flag, support turns opposition. Okay, uh, one of them is, and this is, I've, we've talked about this before, but it's always funny when it happens. One of the stories that I have to mention to you is they got the unemployment numbers in. 
and unemployment rate is down, but it's up. How does that work? And Wall Street is freaking out over good unemployment numbers, good unemployment numbers that are bad at the same time. How does that work? Well, the unemployment percentage went down to 3.5%. Sounds good, right? But that percentage went down because of the number of people who have dropped out of the workforce. Which means if you check the U6 index and you look at the workforce participation rate, you find out that, that that's actually bad. So the real unemployment rate is nowhere near 3.5%. It's actually much higher. It's just a matter of how many people are counted. Right. And we're not counting it properly. The way government counts unemployment is just stupid. So, okay, next one I told you about last hour. Here's a headline for you. New York City Mayor Adams declares state of emergency after 17,000 migrants seek shelter. Okay. Now, again, that's nothing compared to what is happening on the southern border. So he wants to complain about that. That's great. You go talk to the president about that because he says the border is secure. Ladies and gentlemen, trigger warning. Warning. This show contains reference to guns, liberty, limited government, low taxation, the cult of climate change, free thinking, cigar smoking, short people, rubber chickens, Karen's bureaucracy, liberal buzzwords, Torons, traffic, toilets, terrible jokes, and more. No apologies will be issued. Guest callers may express any opinion they want without fear of being canceled. Unless you're a loudmouth jerk like Dave, then Glenn will hang up on you. Strap in, hold on to your coffee, and feel free to participate. Now, last week, you guys helped me out with this. Warren Air Force Base announced that they're going to be running some drills. Fine. And the drills that they're going to be running are just in case. Or actually, were a nuclear attack. Right? So expect to see helicopters flying around, emergency vehicles, sirens going off, announcements over the loudspeakers. However, having lived just a half a block from one of those loudspeakers, I can tell you, you can't understand a damn thing they're saying. So I started to ask you guys, what do you think that that's going to sound like? You sent me suggestions. I wrote them up. Miss Mary recorded them. Here's what we came up with. This is a test of the Warren Air Force Base emergency alert system in case of nuclear attack. If this were a real attack, honestly, there's no sense in taking cover. We're at ground zero here in Cheyenne. What's the point? Might as well stay outside and watch the fireworks. All right, 888-97, what's the phone number? That's 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. You can talk about what I'm talking about, change the subject, fine by me. Now, this has to do everything with here in the state of Wyoming around the rest of the nation as well. So, of course, the president, as you know, has an anti-drilling policy that's cut into oil supplies as uh, OPEC is making a decision. And the story says, President Joe Biden's anti-drilling policies have cut oil supplies much as the decision Wednesday by OPEC to slash millions of barrels of oil from production. By the way, the president wants to reach more into the strategic reserve as well, which he doesn't need to do, as you know, because we're just sitting here waiting to get to work, right? Former President Trump energy policies would have been, if they had been continued, American oil production would be four or five times greater than the amount that the Saudis are cutting. Hmm. Let me read that again, because that's really interesting. If President Trump's energy policies had been continued, 
American oil production would be four or five times greater than the amount that the Biden administration is cutting. So according to the study, Biden's war on American energy will cost the United States nearly $100 billion in output every single year, which translates between 2 and 3 million barrels a day, the same amount, again, as is being cut by OPEC. Yet Biden insisted on waging war against coal, gas, and oil to protect the more costly, less efficient green energy sector. The, Biden's war on energy, the story says, includes driving up private and public financing costs for oil and drilling, halting drilling on public lands, and canceling the Keystone Pipeline. All right, now, same time, let me see. Here's the president wanting to drain the strategic petroleum reserve even more. President Joe Biden will have drained the Strategic Petroleum Reserve to a 40-year low at the end of October, according to industry experts. Again, he doesn't need to do this. We have all this energy out here, just here in Wyoming alone. We have all this energy. We're ready to go. Oh, in the meantime, he's turned into some countries that we're not particularly friendly with, dictators even, and asking for oil from them. And yet, what, what is the problem that right here in our own backyard. I will never understand this. So the strategic oil reserve contained about 300, I'm sorry, 638 million barrels of oil before Biden took office. All right. So since December 1948, that was the last lowest level for the reserve. At some point, at some point, are we going to start replenishing this? That's one of the things the Trump administration was doing, was replenishing all of this. Very easy to do. Just let us get back to work. At any time, we're willing to get back to work. Let's see, wait a second. Let me hand a message to Ms. Mary. Uh, okay. Uh, so... I, I still, I'm just, I'm sorry. I'm just saying, it's rare for me. I know it's rare. You hear me every single day if you listen to this program. It's one of those cases where I'm at a loss for words because I actually don't know what to do here when you have a president who's begging for oil from dictators. Dictators that we even have sanctions on. Those kinds of dictators. And yet he won't let us drill in our own backyard and we have all of the resources we need, not only to have a surplus, but to be an exporter of energy. So what is the president's game here? I'm just at a loss for work. I don't understand because there is no logic to this, is there? I see absolutely no purpose or logic behind what the president is doing. And all he has to do is just step out of the way, just get out of the way, and let our industries do what they do best. And not only is it good for American energy, but the American economy as well, because energy prices are going back up again. And not just because of Ukraine, not just because of OPEC, but imagine if the president had allowed what, what Trump had done with energy just to continue. The rest of the world would be seeing prices skyrocket because of various world events. But we here in America, not at all. Cheryl in Cheyenne. Hello, Cheryl. 
Well, good morning, Glenn. How are you? Very good. What you got for me? Well, I'm really excited because I'm a volunteer for the Salvation Army in Cheyenne. Yeah. And the reason I'm calling is about a program the Salvation Army has going in Casper called Why Step Up. And the purpose of the program is to assist women that are being discharged from prison transition into civilian life to become productive, responsible citizens. Okay. And the Salvation Army is having a an event called Cowboy Up in Casper on next Thursday, October 13th at 6, 6 p.m. at the Hope Center at 441 South Center Street in Casper. Okay. And people, uh. it is a fundraiser, $50 per person per ticket, and people can still make reservations. Okay. And what's exciting is people that have gone to the program will be speaking about their experience. And it's, it's very emotional. So it's a great evening, lots of fun, good food, and information. And I think people just need to know that this program exists for Wyoming people. Okay, so how do they get to this event, and also how do they support the organization? Well, they can contact Captain Timothy Simroth at, uh, let me give you the the web address, okay. which is timothy.simroth at usw.salvationarmy.org, or... They can call him at area code 307-234-2002, extension 0701. All right. Okay. Thank you, sir. Give us an update when all of this is done and how you did. And I'd like to have more information on your group on how – is there a way that people can just help in general? I mean, you need your volunteers or donations yes. and so on? Okay. Tell you what, uh, I can't – transfer you back over but after i hang up with you here will you call miss mary back because i can get a uh, basically it's like a two-minute public service announcement that plays on the radio stations around wyoming that carry this program so we can get the word out in other ways glenn that would be great and at some point we'd love to do an interview with you that's what i'm talking about yeah Yep, tell that's, more about the program that's exactly what i'm talking about yeah call miss mary right back when i hang up on you okay Sure will. Thanks so much, Glenn. Sure. 917, Wake Up Wyoming. Wyoming mobile app. Listen anywhere and chat live with Glenn during the show on AM 1030 K2 Radio. Nine twenty three is the time. It's wake up Wyoming. All right, triple eight ninety seven woods the phone number. That's eight 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 ninety seven W O O D S. And like the last caller did, and other callers before that, you can change the subject if you want. I'm fine with that. So okay, once again, you guys helped us out with this. What I'm about to play for you here: Warren Air Force Base, Cheyenne, Wyoming, announced that they were running drills, and they wanted everybody to know: don't be alarmed. You're going to see emergency vehicles running around, helicopters all over the place, sirens going off, announcements over the city-wide PA system. 
but don't be alarmed. This is just a drill, which is fine. That's what they do. That's They have to drill. Having lived about a half a block from one of those PA systems in town, I can tell you, can't understand a damn thing they're saying. So, to the lady at Warren Air Force Base that's making the announcements over the PA system, here's what it sounded like to her in her office when she made the announcements. This is a test of the Warren Air Force Base emergency alert system. This is not a real emergency, only a test. Do not panic and do not seek shelter at this time. This is not the end of all life as we know it. Now, that's what it sounded like to her. Here's what it sounded like to the people that are outside listening off of one of those speakers. This is the Warren Air Force Base Emergency Alert System. This is a real emergency. Panic and seek shelter at this time. This is the end of all life as we know it. Not quite the same thing. Probably my favorite one. Please stand by for a test of the Warren Air Force Base Emergency Alert System. And there you go. Okay, so Triple Eight Ninety Seven Woods is the phone number. Now, all this week, I've been talking about some books that are at the high school in Casper, Wyoming, that deal with LGBTQ and so on topics. And the main complaint that some parents have had is, and I and I told you, look at Cowboy State Daily. They show you what's in the book, or these two books. And wow, I cannot describe to you on air what's there, and I cannot read to you the wording. I would get in trouble with the FCC. Well, somebody, and opposite opinions are welcome, somebody wrote a letter to the editor, Cowboy State Daily, quit wasting time on reporting sexually graphic books in high school libraries. Yeah. Uh, For starters, the books at a high school library, really the top story in Wyoming this week uh, I would say yes, it is. I would say that that has, uh, yes, parents are very concerned about. So I would have to disagree with this guy. Why is this your top story? Because it's really important what happens to our kids in school. James in Casper, Wyoming, about yeah. Biden. Morning, James. Good morning. Yes, sir. Uh, you were asking about what's going on with Biden and the oil. Yes. Uh, Glenn Beck yesterday had a discussion on this. Supposedly, there was a KGB agent that defected back in the 80s that had a four-step program of how to destable and take over the United States. And supposedly, we're at step three right now. Okay. So, I guess he's got a podcast now that you can go to and check that out, but... uh, Supposedly, this is all planned back in the okay. 80s. Yeah, some some people do think it is, and also I think that there's just a lot of uh, money being handed out, greasing of palms, stuff like that. So oftentimes, I just look at it. Plan. Yeah, I just say, usually I just look at it and say, follow the money. It's about control and about people who honestly don't trust the free market system to make the right decisions. Which was the Communist Party. There you go. Exactly what they are, yeah. they. So it's a big battle between people like me who think the best way that we can pick the kind of energy that we use in America is allow the free market to decide this. And the free market will decide what works best at the best possible cost. Okay. As opposed to people who want to decide for their own reasons, some of it has to do with money, some of it's the cult of climate change, and they want to force what they believe on everybody else. 
I'm just saying yeah. that he had a real good. Uh, okay. No, I'm I'm not necessarily disagreeing, but I think there's a lot there's a lot more to it than I think than just one conspiracy. I think there's a lot more to this, especially when we're dealing with the cult of climate change and the Democrats needing votes from their base. Okay. All right. Well. Thanks for calling. I appreciate it. No, there's a lot. There's, I have heard various conspiracies as to why we're pushing the green energy agenda, and I'm not saying that's all wrong. I'm just saying there's there's a lot I think that plays into this more than just one thing. But all right. So your phone calls welcome right on your side of the news. We got local news coming your way. Update on your weather forecast. More open phone. Triple eight ninety seven Woods is the phone number. Eight 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 ninety seven W O O D S. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Woods or chat with Glenn on the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app from K2 Radio. Nine thirty-six the time. Wake Up Wyoming. Triple Eight ninety-seven Woods phone number. Here's Rick and Casper. Morning, Rick. Good morning. How are you? This Good, morning? sir. What you got for me? Hey, so you know I was listening about your nuclear warning at Epi Warren Air Force Base. Yeah. Um, I grew up in Japan on Tachikawa Air Base in the 60s until 1974. Okay. And we, once or twice a month, would have duck and cover alerts, nuclear alerts, on a regular basis, wow. at least once or twice a month. And then the base would have them, oh, once every six months. See, I never had to go through that. My thing was, since I was in Florida, you can actually get on your radio station in Florida, South Florida especially, the uh, Radio Havana, Voice of Cuba, essentially. So instead, what they had in our classrooms was we had to study uh, the American way versus the communist way so we could battle the propaganda in our heads. And when it came to hurricanes, the only thing that the advice they gave us, get out of the way, leave. That was it. Right? Carry a flotation device in your car. There you go, yeah. Hurricanes coming, (laughs) don't be there. Because unlike a nuclear bomb, you can see the hurricane coming, so you can get out of the way. No, I never had to duck and cover. And do you really think hiding under your desk at school is going to protect you from a nuclear blast? No, it just changes the shadow that it leaves on the floor. Perfect. Thanks, man. I appreciate the call. That's great. (laughs) Okay, so here's for those who missed it. I'm going to play them all, okay? So to their credit, and I'm not giving them a hard time, to their credit, Warren Air Force Base was having drills. That's what they do. They're a military base. And since they host thermonuclear devices, of course, that's what the drill's about, meaning that Cheyenne is a target because Warren Air Force Base is there. So they said they were going to have helicopters flying around, emergency vehicles riding around, sirens going off and announcements made on the citywide PA system. But don't panic, it's just a drill. Now, my complaint is, having lived a half a block from one of those 
PA devices, I have never been able to understand what they say. In fact, working in downtown Cheyenne, they have several PA systems there. And I would hear the voice over the speaker talking, never could make out what they were saying. So I figured when they did this, I asked for your help, and you, the listeners, wrote in, here's what we think you should do. So here's based on your suggestions, part one. For the lady who's making the announcements inside her office at Warren Air Force Base, here's what she thinks it sounds like. This is a test of the Warren Air Force Base emergency alert system. This is not a real emergency, only a test. Do not panic and do not seek shelter at this time. This is not the end of all life as we know it. It sounds uh, really nice, doesn't it? This is how you hear it across the city. This is the Warren Air Force Base emergency alert system. This is a real emergency. Panic and seek shelter at this time. This is the end of all life as we know it. It's a little bit different when you're listening out there on the street. My favorite suggestion was this one. Please stand by for a test of the Warren Air Force Base emergency alert system. Yeah. Thank you think that's about suiting considering what's going on and, and and well i'll get to the last one i have all often thought if i heard that nuclear missiles were heading to right at me and there i am in cheyenne at ground zero where am i going even if i got in my car and drove like hell i'm not getting out of the way in time okay then there was this suggestion this is a national emergency test toilet paper is now on sale at albertson's but you know, there will be a rush on toilet paper at all stores. Well, it's a national emergency like COVID, so there's going to be a rush on toilet paper. Right? Then, finally, there was this one. And I think this is probably the most realistic message of all. This is a test of the Warren Air Force Base emergency alert system in case of nuclear attack. If this were a real attack, honestly, there's no sense in taking cover. We're at ground zero here in Cheyenne. What's the point? Might as well stay outside and watch the fireworks. Of course, I have to throw Godzilla in there. And then here come the nuclear explosions. Here we go. And boom. Actually go down something like that. All right. Kevin in Wheatland. The base-wide public address system is referred to as the giant voice in the Army. <laughs> Here's what they need to do. But unfortunately, he has, I, I think, retired. Uh, let me see. Wait. Um... Uh, let's see. Uh, I'm looking up a name here. Okay. Um, those are some great. Yeah. No, those are not the people I'm looking for. I'm looking for a really great voice. One that sounds. You know, here in Wyoming, we have Bob Price. You've heard him. Anyone growing up in Wyoming knows the voice of Bob Price. That would be a great voice to have because it would sound like God was talking to you over the speakers. Some other names, uh, James Earl Jones. Huh? That would be a wonderful name to hear, James Earl Jones, with that deep voice. Of course, Darth Vader, you know. Use that as the voice at Warner Air Force Base. Let's see, some of the other ones here. No, not him. No, not her. No. Now, I would say uh, out of the two voices that I'm looking at here, I think the people we need to go for are uh, James Earl Jones or 
from our own state of Wyoming, Bob Price, who also sounds like God. Oh, Kevin in Wheatland is suggesting Mel Tillis. Really? <laughs> Let's wake up, Wyoming. That's in your pocket with the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. This is AM 1030 K2 Radio. Forty-eight's the time. It's the Friday. Off to the icebox we go. Frank Gambino waiting by. So, Frank, I have to give this guy credit. He really tried. Well, did he succeed? No, and lucky for him. Headline, Wyoming tourist tries very hard to get mauled. Well, he was out there just scoping yeah. out animals, and, yeah, and, and actually nothing happened no, to him. No, you see, there was a so, bear, okay, and he wanted a picture of the bear, and okay. so he gets out of his vehicle, okay. and he keeps getting closer and closer, taking pictures of video, closer and closer he goes, and at some point, you know, the bear is just done doing whatever he's doing, which looks like he's messing with a tree, and the bear moves on. Hmm. But this guy, this idiot, tried everything he could to get as close as the bear. And, you know, it's it's kind of like walking up to the bear and, and saying, hey, you hungry? Because I'm a big slab of meat. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he got lucky. Okay. I mean, maybe the bear wasn't hungry. Maybe it, next time this guy wants to commit suicide, he just walks yeah. over to the bear and gives it a good swift kick in the gut. Yeah. I mean, you can go see bears at the zoo, and I don't think they're going to harm you. No, no. But no, you can't no. you can't get that close. Yeah. You know, I mean, what, what was he thinking? I do remember that when my, uh, a couple of years ago, my sister came to Wyoming, and we rented an RV, and I took them over to the Tetons, and we noticed that there was, my brother-in-law was driving the RV whole bunch of cars had pulled over on the side of the road. Mm-hmm. Then, now, you, then you know something's happening. My theory is, and here's what I would like to do someday, Frank, is go out to that area and just pull over and stand there with a pair of binoculars <laughs> just waiting to see how many people I can get to pull over. Yeah. But anyway, so we pull over, and I'm wondering about that. you know. And everybody seems to be looking, because there's a hill going up, and the hill has a little bit of a dip, then it continues going up, right? And then this grizzly comes over that little dip in the hill. Ooh. And all of us, we just immediately made a beeline right back to our vehicles. Nobody hesitated. All right. See, that's how you do that. Oh, oh! everybody was looking at a grizzly bear. Bye. Yeah. Yeah. And you just get back in your vehicle. You mean you're you telling me that not one person stayed for that money picture? I was really surprised at that because when we got back into the RV, I looked back to see how many idiots are still standing out there. And there were none. Nobody. Everybody just said that, whoop, bye, and just left. Now, I also have to say that is as close as I've ever been to a grizzly in the wild. It would be about the distance of where you're sitting right now uh, to the back of our parking lot here. Oh, that's that's about, close enough. Oh, yeah, that's, that's about 15 feet. Because you would be really surprised, probably not, how fast these suckers can run. And how big they are. How about that? In the National Football League from last night, the Denver Broncos lost that pillow fight to the Indianapolis Colts 12-9 in overtime. For the most part, the game was unwatchable, and the Bronco offense is unwatchable. Quarterback Russell Wilson threw two interceptions that cost his team dearly. One in the early in the fourth quarter was just a terrible throw. And in overtime, he tried to thread the needle in the end zone on fourth down, and the Colts knocked it away. It's not The offense is not all Russell Wilson's fault, but he's got to play better. And some people actually thought the Broncos would win 10 games this year. They might lose 10 games, so they are two 
and three, and the Colts are two, two, and one. College football, the Wyoming Cowboys play at New Mexico tomorrow night. The Pokes are three and three overall, one and one in Mountain West play. The Lobos come in at two and three overall, zero oh and two in league play. You would think that the Cowboys would win this game, but that's what we've thought the last two times they have played, and then just turned out New Mexico won both of those games, and UW played uh, maybe turned in their worst efforts in years in both of those games. So they've got to be ready to go on Saturday night, or New Mexico can stun them again. That's a 5 p.m. start from Albuquerque tomorrow. We'll have that for you on K2 Radio. High school football all over the place uh, today, tonight, and tomorrow in Wyoming. In 4A in Cheyenne, it's the old-fashioned Capital Bowl is 5-1 and one East. We'll host 4-2 and two Central at 6 p.m. The Toronto 5-1 and one will be on the road at 4-2 uh, and two Campbell County in Gillette. Number one, Sheridan will be in Casper, and then Sheridan is 6-0, and oh, and Kelly Walsh, their opponent, is 1-5, and five, and Laramie's 1-5. They'll be in Gillette tonight to take on 3-3 three and three Thunder Basin. 0-6 oh, Cheyenne South will play Rock Springs, and the Tigers are 1-5. In 3A, Douglas at 4-1 will be at Riverton tonight, and 2A Glenrock at 1-5 goes to Torrington. Burns at 3-2 with an interesting game, taking on undefeated Tongue River. In 1A, 6-man KC at 4-1. They will be at 5-0 Burlington, and Midwest at 3-2 will host Hewlett, who comes in at 1-4. We'll have all those scores as they come in on wildpreps.com. Major League Baseball playoffs start this morning, actually. There are 12 teams involved this year. The first round wildcard series is a best of three. So today, in these first games of a best of three in the National League. Philadelphia will be at St. Louis. San Diego will be in New York to take on the Mets. In the American League starting today, Tampa Bay will be at Cleveland in Game 1, and Seattle will be at Toronto for Game 1 of those best of three deals. And that's it in sports. Be safe traveling over the weekend. So I'm having some fun with the audience here this morning. I'll have to think about it over the weekend. In Cheyenne, Wyoming, they have this uh, citywide address system from Warren Air Force Base in case there's an emergency, right? Yeah. Who should be the voice for that? Ooh. Now, I on one hand, I did mention Bob Price because he sounds yeah, like he, God. Yeah he, yeah, he would be good, yeah. Yeah, right. Uh, he would be good. I mentioned, though, remember comedian Sam Kinison who screamed? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that I, would be... I saw him in California, and he yeah. was he's incredible. Oh, yeah. See, now, man's dead, by the way. <laughs> but I would, I would, that would just be a great voice. Can you imagine Sam Kinison screaming at you because no, there's no, a nuclear no, no, bomb? No, no. <laughs> exactly right. Get but again. Him or Bob Price, because he sounds like God, and he's from Wyoming, telling you that a nuclear missile is coming. <laughs> He'd be like, all right, yeah, Bob, sorry. whatever. Yeah, okay, I got it. We're all doomed. Yeah, we're yeah, good. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Hey, have a great weekend, Fred. Coming up on some local business that we have to I think Sam Kinison would be perfect. Enjoy your weekends. Wake up, Wyoming. Are you seeing?